We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, of course, CITR.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is, I guess we can call it the Family Day edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, this will be the last family day that uh, will be celebrated on February 12th because next year, ah, yes, our wise government in power has decided to align ourselves with the rest of the country and, of course, the United States of America because it's a holiday down there in the third week of February. So Family Day in Canada next year will be the third week in February. And, of course, President's Day is a stat holiday in the States, and that's always the third week in February as well. So that should be an exciting time. Have fun at the borders next year. It'll be even worse. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's what's going on. But what's really going on is music, and uh, jazz music specifically, and we have lots to do this evening. We will, of course, be paying a further tribute, as we will be every show um, this, uh, this month, which is Black History Month, and uh, we'll be playing some music uh, later on as a tribute to Black History Month, music written by someone who was very out front about civil rights and um, African-American history and their history in America. I'm talking about musician Charles Mingus, and he wrote many pieces um, with that in mind. And we'll be playing some music by him a little later on on the show. But our jazz feature is what's up. And this month, of course, are all... Females, female instrumentalists is the theme of this month's jazz feature. And uh, each um, feature on all of the shows in February will have a female instrumentalist. And one of them is our wonderful musician this evening. I'm talking about Saskatchewan-born, North Vancouver-raised, Rini Rosness. Rini Rosness is a wonderful piano player. And, of course, um, she went to um, Hansworth High School in uh, North Vancouver. And she had already put in years and years and years of, of studying classical piano. She was very, very competent. And, of course, uh, she... Uh, sparked the interest of one of the great music teachers over there, Bob Rabigliati. And uh, Mr. Rabigliati, of course, is a huge connoisseur of jazz music and um, just a great guy. And he saw, of course, the musical promise in Rini Rosness, but she knew nothing about jazz, nothing. And he said... Here's a piano player you should listen to, and you might be interested in what he has to play. And, of course, that was the pivotal moment in Rini's life because Barbara Bigliati turned her on to Oscar Peterson. 
who of course was one of the great virtuoso pianists ever, um, and Rini was sold on Oscar Peterson's music and sold on jazz and um, immediately began to uh, study other great uh, players, Bud Powell, uh, Thelonious Monk, um, Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett, all of those people. Um, she absorbed their music, listened to them, and, and formed her own concept. Eventually, it wasn't long before Rini was beginning to make a pretty good living here in Vancouver, uh, playing jazz and other gigs, of course, and uh, established um, a wide reputation as being one of Vancouver's uh, finest uh, musicians. And, of course, she allied herself with so many of the wonderful people that were playing jazz at the time. And uh, she was heard in all sorts of venues here in Vancouver. Now, her partner at the time was a young man, young drummer, who um, was named Rudy Petschauer. And Rudy, of course, was one of the best-loved young drummers around Vancouver. And uh, Rini Rosness and, and uh, Rudy were uh, a romantic item, and they often performed together. And uh, they both applied for Canada Council grants to head to New York City. To uh, Rini wanted to study with the great uh, master pianist Cedar Walton, and Rudy uh, just wanted to get to New York and, and start to play with some different people. To this day, Rudy is still living in the, um, in the New York area and performs with all kinds of wonderful musicians, um, plays with some of the top bands and the top people, people like Jerry Weldon, the great saxophone player, and um, all kinds of people. Rudy is, is one of the uh, uh, finer drummers uh, in the New York area. And, of course, there's lots of great musicians there. Rini went on to... Uh, play with Joe Henderson, Wayne Shorter. She formed her own bands. She also played with trumpeter virtuoso John Faddis, many, many other musicians. And she recorded for none other than Blue Note Records and established um, a wonderful uh, recorded legacy for that label. So Rini basically made it. She also, um, the, um, she left uh, the romantic alliance with Rudy, although they, Rudy Petschauer, although they still remain great friends. And uh, she married Billy Drummond, um, a wonderful drummer, very active today. And uh, they were married for a couple of years. And, and uh, uh, Rini also became a mom. And continued to record and, and play with uh, just about everybody. And uh, unfortunately, the marriage between Rini and Billy Drummond ended. And um, not long after, uh, Rini met pianist Bill Charlap. And to this day, uh, Rini and Bill are man and wife. And they have uh, recorded uh, together. And, of course, Bill Charlap is one of the finest pianists, along with Rini, um, in the world. Finest jazz pianists. Now, this gets back to this album we're going to hear. It, this is a quite a rare album. It was recorded here in Vancouver at the CBC Studios. 
and it was distributed only by the CBC. So the album is kind of hard to find. And um, it's a beautiful album. What happened was that Rini had been in New York for several years. She'd already established herself, but she came back to uh, uh, visit Vancouver and, and play some gigs. And this uh, um, recording date at the CBC was offered to her. Interestingly enough, her former partner, Rudy Petschauer, was in town. He was visiting his parents. And so it was um, a get-together of uh, uh, Rini and Rudy on this album, as well as her favorite resident saxophonist. And uh, my dear friend, Campbell Riga, is featured here on alto and soprano saxophone. Campbell is one of the most distinctive and wonderful saxophone players that um, British Columbia has ever produced, and a great musician and very, very active today. Also in town was a wonderful bass player, originally from Victoria. Um, he lives in Toronto now, but he uh, comes out to the West Coast uh, quite frequently. Neil Swainson is considered one of Canada's finest basses. So that's the quartet that's on this album. The album, uh, as I said, was issued uh, by the CBC, and it's called Deep Cove, and it was the Rini Rosness Campbell Riga Quartet. So once again, Rini on piano, Campbell Riga on alto and soprano saxophones, Neil Swainson on bass, and Rudy Petschauer on drums. It was all recorded in September of 2003. And uh, it's a wonderful album. It's going to be tonight's jazz feature. So there are nine tunes on this album. We begin with Campbell Riga's tune, opens the whole set, and it's called For Norma and George. And Norma and George happen to be Campbell's parents. And, of course, a lot of people don't know that Campbell's dad is the late, famous playwright who wrote The Ecstasy of Rita Joe, George Riga. That's Campbell's father. Anyway, the first tune for Norma and George, and it features uh, Campbell on soprano saxophone. The second tune is the title track, and it was written by Rini Rosness, dedication to that beautiful area that we all know in North Vancouver, Deep Cove. Uh, the title track is track two. Track three is, again, another Campbell Riga composition. It's called Not Yet Here. Tune number four was written by a wonderful pianist who has uh, just reemerged from many years in uh, teaching university, Dr. Stanley Cowell. He wrote this tune called Dave's Chant, and it features Campbell on alto saxophone. Uh, Campbell sticks with the alto for the next tune, written by the wonderful Thelonious Monk, one of his infrequently played compositions called We See. Tune number six is entitled Manhattan Rain, written by Rini Rosness. Tune number seven is another Campbell Riga composition called One for Boon. And then tune number eight is a tune by bassist Buster Williams, who Rini worked with um, uh, quite a bit. And uh, she liked this tune, decided to get it together for this band. Buster Williams' composition called Air Dancing. 
The final tune of the date is a standard tune, beautiful old uh, song written by the great Alec Wilder, and it's called While We're Young, and it features uh, Campbell again on alto saxophone. So that's the feature. That's This is going to be the album. It's called Deep Cove. Once again, Rini Rosness on piano, Campbell Riga on alto and soprano saxophones, Neil Swainson on bass, and Rudy Petschauer on drums. And we begin with Campbell's composition for Norma and George.
An album like this just proves that Vancouver has produced some of the finest musicians on the planet. And uh, we heard a wonderful album. Unfortunately, an, an obscure album because it was issued <laughs> by the CBC. And uh, they have never been known to properly market um, any albums that they produced. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was only briefly available. The album is called Deep Cove, and it was our jazz feature this evening. And, of course, part of um, this month's uh, jazz features featuring female instrumentalists. And, of course, the instrumentalist in question was pianist Rini Rosness, someone who was uh, raised here in Vancouver, uh, or at least in North Vancouver, and performed in the city for many years and went on to um, great jazz fame, playing with Joe Henderson, Wayne Shorter, uh, all kinds of people, and recording for Blue Note Records. And, of course, Rini is one of the premier jazz pianists in the world today. This album was kind of a reunion um, with Rini. She had already been to New York. She'd already accomplished so much. And uh, she came back here in 2003 on a visit and was offered this date um, to record at the CBC Studios here in Vancouver. The uh, album was produced by my good friend Claire Lawrence. And, of course, Claire is uh, um, retired now, but uh, one of the best uh, jazz producers that the CBC ever employed and was a very fine musician in his own right. He still plays today. Anyway, um, Claire uh, was able to... uh, um, So many things kind of came together for this recording. Uh, Rini, of course, um, was able to reunite with someone that she had a musical and personal relationship, drummer Rudy Petschauer, who also... Um, went to New York and, of course, uh, lives in the New York area and performs with everybody uh, these days. Rudy Petschauer, very, very fine drummer, born and raised right here in Vancouver. And, of course, Campbell Riga, one of Rini's all-time favorites, one of my all-time favorites, too. Campbell Riga on alto and soprano saxophones. And, of course, uh, produces such a beautiful sound on uh, anything that he plays and of course those those are our are his main instruments and um soprano saxophone is a difficult one and campbell has uh seems to have mastered a lot of the little quirks and quirks that um soprano saxophones have and of course he's always been a, a magnificent alto saxophonist so he was very prominent uh on this date not only as a instrumentalist, but as a composer as well. And in town, originally from Victoria, but visiting Vancouver at the time, was bassist Neil Swainson. And of course, he's considered one of the finest bass players in the country. Neil Swainson. So that's the quartet. Rini Rosness on piano, Campbell Riga on alto and soprano saxophones, Neil Swainson on acoustic bass, and Rudy Petschauer on drums. And all of this was recorded uh, over two evenings, September 15th and 16th, 2003, right here at the CBC Studios at 700 Hamilton Street. The tunes 
We began with uh, Campbell Riga's uh, beautiful composition dedicated to his parents, Norma. It's called For Norma and George. And, of course, I mentioned before that George Riga, the great late playwright who wrote Ecstasy of Rita Jill, was Campbell's dad. And uh, he came from uh, quite a background. For Norma and George, that was the first tune. Second tune was the title track of the album, written by Rini Rosness, entitled Deep Cove. Then another Campbell Riga tune, uh, a very reflective piece of music called Not Yet Here. And then an exciting composition by Professor Stanley Cowell, wonderful pianist who has just kind of come out from the academy and beginning to perform again. Uh, he wrote a tune called Dave's Chant, and that was tune number four. Then we heard one by Thelonious Monk, um, not often played, a difficult tune as well, and uh, a nice version of We See. And then we heard uh, another reflective composition by Rini Rosnes called Manhattan Rain. And then a lovely complex work written by Campbell Rigo called One for Boone. And uh, then we heard Buster Williams' lovely tune called Air Dancing. And a nice um, kind of bouncy, happy, danceable rendition of a wonderful old standard ending the album, Alec Wilder's while we're young. So that's it. The album, Deep Cove, and I certainly hope you enjoyed our jazz feature this evening, featuring all resident, well, musicians that have uh, um, developed right here in Vancouver. And of course, uh, uh, Campbell Riga um, still lives here, performs here, teaches here. Um, Neil Swainson, of course, is based in Toronto. And Rudy Petschauer, the drummer, and Rini, of course, are based in the New York area. Deep Cove, the Rini Rosness Quartet. Our jazz feature this evening, and uh, we're going to uh, move on, tell you about uh, some more things that are happening right here, and tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with some uh, different sounds in a very few moments. But we have some important announcements to impart to you right now. Tamra Concerts and CITR present pop singer-songwriter from Australia, Betty Who, on tour to support her latest release, The Valley. Come out Wednesday, February 28th to see Betty Who with special guests at the Imperial in Vancouver. Get tickets and more information at timbreconcerts.com. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca.
yes. <laughs> the weather. And uh, we'll just uh, let you know what's going to happen. There's some little volatility in the weather here uh, for the week. Tonight is a few clouds with a low of minus one. And then tomorrow, increasing clouds. Uh, there's a system uh, coming in. I don't think we've got a lot to panic right here in the lower mainland, but you never know. Um, tomorrow is going to be increasing cloudiness, then rain, or a possibility of some flurries, but more at the higher levels. So there you go. Um, a low of minus one and a high of plus four. Wednesday is cloudy. That's Valentine's Day with a 60% chance of rain or possibly some flurries with a low of plus one and a high of six. And then on Thursday, increasing cloudiness with a low of minus four and a high of three, a little cooler. Friday is rain with a low of plus one and a high of four. Saturday is cloudy with a 60% chance of showers with a low of plus one, high of six. And Sunday is cloudy once again with a 60% chance of um, rain or possibly some flurries with a low of zero and a high of six. So that's the, uh, that's the picture. That's what's happening with the weather. We're going to get back to some music now. This time by one of the great Hammond organists. This is an album that uh, he recorded for Blue Note Records, and yet it was never released. Um, it's one of those albums that, uh, for some reason, uh, was never officially released. But I happen to have the date right here in my hands, and we're going to play you some tunes from here. The people involved here, um, the great late brother of uh, the famous saxophonist Stanley Turrentine, his brother, very fine trumpet player, Tommy Turrentine is here, and a good friend of mine, a wonderful musician, a little eccentric, and um, still playing today, George Braith. George Braith is playing uh, soprano saxophone and Stritch. Stritch is an elongated alto saxophone. It's a straight um, uh, alto saxophone without the curve. And it was played by Roland Kirk. And um, anyway, George Braith is playing both soprano and Stritch. On organ, of course, is one of the great masters of the Hammond organ and the leader of the day, Big John Patton. On guitar is the consummate blue note guitarist and uh, someone who played all kinds of different styles of music in his years with Blue Note, Grant Green on guitar. Got a great sound. Played like a horn player. That's why I like Grant Green. Uh, he didn't use chords very much. He um, uh, played these long horn-like lines. He was maintained that he was influenced by horn players rather than guitar players. And on drums... Um, a fabulous drummer for this style of music, wonderful player by the name of Ben Dixon. And we're going to hear some tunes from this album. It's called Blue John. And uh, we're going to open with a George Braith composition called Bermuda Clay House. And then we're going to go to a Grant Green composition called Dem Dirty Blues. And I think we may even play one more from this album. But we'll start with the Bermuda Clay House. So here is the music of Big John Patton. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you.
we heard a good part of an album that was actually never, it was cataloged, but never issued on Blue Note Records. And it featured the organ stylings of Big John Patton with uh, a stellar group of musicians here, including Tommy Turrentine on trumpet, George Braith on soprano and soprano saxophone, and Stritch, which, uh, as I mentioned before, is an elongated uh, alto saxophone without the uh, curve. And, of course, Big John on the Hammond organ, Grant Green on guitar, and Ben Dixon on drums. And all of this was recorded in 1963 from um, a potential album that Blue Note never put out called Blue John. So we heard four tunes from this album, beginning with George Braith's uh, Bermuda Clayhouse. Then we went to Grant Green's tune called Dem Dirty Blues, and then uh, a Ben Dixon tune called Nicety. And the final tune was the title track, Blue John. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, interlude with uh, the music of Big John Patton on The Jazz Show on CITR-FM. 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back with one of the finest singers that ever graced the jazz scene. And uh, she lived for many, many years in Seattle, and we're going to hear her in performance uh, at the penthouse in Seattle um, that she uh, recorded and did way back in the uh, about 1962. We'll tell you more about that in a few moments. Right now, AMS Food Bank. Your access to money during the studies at UBC will most likely be limited, but it is a priority of the AMS Food Bank to ensure your access to food is not. The AMS Food Bank provides emergency food relief seven days a week for all UBC students to volunteer with the food bank or for inquiries about how to take advantage of the services provided, contact them at foodbank at ams.ubc.ca. For more information, find the AMS Food Bank on Facebook or feel free to visit anytime across from the Wellness Center and Sprouts. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Ernestine Anderson. Of course, she lived in Seattle for many, many years. Wonderful singer. She was a mainstay of the uh, Seattle jazz scene. Marvelous personality, a wonderful lady, full of life and, uh, and humor, and one of the greatest singers um, I have ever heard. Uh, Ernestine could really put across a song. And uh, she's performing here with um, Dick Palombi on piano and someone I know very well, um, the late Chuck Metcalf on bass and drummer Bill Richardson. And um, this was all recorded at the Penthouse, not the one in Vancouver, the Jazz Club in Seattle, um, which was, of course, uh, Seattle's leading jazz club in those days, the Penthouse. And uh, Ernestine did many a gig there. We're going to hear her uh, 
open the set with a tune called You Make Me Feel So Young and um, Ben, It Could Happen to You. She loved these um, wonderful old standards. Uh, I Fall in Love Too Easily and her version of On Green Dolphin Street. How often do we hear the words to that tune? We hear the melody many times, but the words, yeah, well, not so much. Ernestine's going to sing them for you. Anyway, here she is now, Ernestine Anderson. so young You make me feel that spring is sprung Every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I wanna go play hide and seek Wanna go and bounce the moon just like a toy balloon baby baby you you and i are like a couple of tots running across the meadows picking up lots of forget me nots you make me feel so young make me feel that spring is sprung bells to be rung and a wonderful fling to be flung and even when I'm old and gray I gotta feel the way I do today cause you make me feel so Individual, the moment that you speak, I gotta go play hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce the moon, just like a toy balloon. You, 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 you and I are like a couple of tots running across the meadows. Songs to be sung, bells to be rung, and a wonderful fling to be flung. Even when I'm old and gray, gotta feel the way I do today. Cause you make me feel so.
your dreams at night it could happen to you don't count stars or you might stumble someone drops a sign down 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 your tumble keep an eye on spring better run when church bells ring it could happen to you all i did was wonder how your arms would be and you know that it happened to me
the great, late Ernestine Anderson. She was 87 years old and when she passed away March 10th, 2016, in her adopted home of Seattle. She was born in Houston, November 11th, 1928, and uh, as a very young woman, um, went on the road with Johnny Otis and all kinds of people, um, traveled around, and she, her family moved to Seattle, and um, she went to Garfield High School there, and of course, uh, she began working again uh, in Seattle with uh, such people who were living there at the time. Ray Charles, the young, <laughs> the young Ray Charles, was living in Seattle, and um, Bumps Blackwell, who was probably one of the most popular African-American band leaders, and um, Ernestine had a career, ups and downs, and uh, took some time off, and her reemergence in the mid-'70s, um, Ray Brown, the great bassist, became her manager, and of course suddenly she began recording quite prolifically and uh, continued uh, right through until um, performing almost right up to the time of her death. Ernestine Anderson, one of the great singers. We heard four tunes recorded at the Penthouse in Seattle, that's the jazz club, um, in 1962 with a wonderful rhythm section made up of uh, Dick Palombi on piano and the great late Chuck Metcalf on bass, one of the finest bass players in the Pacific Northwest, and um, one of the finest drummers, uh, Bill Richardson, uh, both longtime residents of Seattle. We heard four tunes sung by Ernestine, You Make Me Feel So Young, It Could Happen to You, I Fall in Love Too Easily, and... Green Dolphin Street, Ernestine Anderson. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 and on your computer, of course, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and just like to mention a couple of uh, websites. I usually do, and uh, these sites are, are, are quite important. One of them, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca. Not only do they have the schedule for Frankie's Jazz Club, um, Vancouver's most prestigious jazz club down on Beattie Street, uh, they have a, a schedule there. You can book tables. You can even you can pay for um, reservations, uh, make reservations, and pay the bill, all this kind of stuff. Um, on the Coastal Jazz website. And, of course, they have uh, concerts coming up throughout the year that uh, you can check out. They have some, uh, some free stuff, some ticketed stuff, all kinds of things. A very comprehensive website. That's coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, um, Frankie's. There's so many musicians and, and performers coming in there. It's, it's programmed by Corey Weeds who, uh, of course, after running the cellar for, um, on the west side here uh, in Vancouver for about 13 years, he, he knows what he's doing when it comes to programming. And, of course, a very, very fine musician, too. Very busy guy and uh, does a great job. Also, um, another club that uh, I often mention is Pat's Pub. And some of our finest musicians play at Pat's Pub. Every Saturday afternoon is a good place to go. There's no cover charge, none. And um, some of the finest musicians of the planet uh, perform there. Uh, 
at Pat's Pub, which, of course, is in the uh, legendary Patricia Hotel in Vancouver's downtown east side. And lots of parking. And, uh, you know, you're far, far enough away from the uh, you-know-what down there. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very safe, very comfortable to go down and, and, and check things out. And, of course, once you're inside, park your car. Um, your car is pretty safe down there as well. Um, lock it up and uh, head into uh, Pat's Pub and a very, very comfortable, good acoustics, great place to go. And it's free. That's the big one. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, if you want to buy a beer, that's fine. If you want to just nurse a glass of water, you can do that too. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's nice because things are so expensive now. Pat's Pub. Another great website to get onto besides the coastaljazz.ca website is uh, Brian Nation's uh, website, uh, which he administers, and that's vancouverjazz.com. And that's uh, always updated with uh, interesting links and new information. So coastaljazz.ca, vancouverjazz.com. Our tribute to Black History Month continues right now. Charles Mingus, the bassist, was very aware of his position in music and position in society as a person of African-American heritage. Mingus often wrestled with this because he was of mixed ancestry. He struggled with this within himself many times and also uh, uh, struggled with society and its treatment of African-Americans. Mingus didn't play all of his music as a protest or a statement about civil rights, but some of his pieces were very, very definitely in that vein. And some of those pieces actually became some of his most famous compositions. And we're going to hear a bunch of them here Uh, as our tribute to Black History Month, Mingus with various ensembles. And I think one of his most famous pieces was written by the infamous governor of Arkansas, Orville Faubus. And uh, you can look up Orville Faubus on the web, find out what he did. He was uh, an innately evil person. And it's not that... uh, America has ever erased racism. Canada, neither. Um, Both of us, both of these countries are wrestling with this uh, as well. Anyway, without getting uh, preachy and and philosophical, we'll deal with the music here. Uh, This was inspired by Governor Orville Faubus and inspired by the whole civil rights movement. This is a protest piece of music and probably the most overt uh, performance of this on record. This was uh, done by Mingus's 1960 quartet featuring Eric Dolphy on alto saxophone who was a perfect sideman for Mingus and a wonderful trumpeter, underrated from Philadelphia, the great Ted Curson on trumpet. Mingus, of course, is on bass, and the great Danny Richmond on drums, just four. And it makes for a huge sound, 
we actually hear the the um, the words uh, on this uh, piece of music as well. So here then is the most, to me, the most definitive version of Mingus's Fables of Fabus to open our tribute, not only to Charles Mingus, but to Black History Month. Here we go. Like to um, continue this set with a composition dedicated to the first or second or third All American Hill, Fabus, and it's titled Fables of Fabus. Oh Lord, don't let us kill us, oh Lord, don't let them stab us, oh Lord, don't let them try to tell us. Thank you. 
First of our music dedicated to Black History Month, of course, the what I think is the definitive recorded version of Fables of Fabus. Charles Mingus on bass, he um, announced the tune as well. Yeah, first or second or third, All-American Heel. And uh, he was being um, mild <laughs> the way he felt about uh, Governor Faubus. Fables of Faubus, Charles Mingus on bass, Eric Dolphy on alto saxophone, Ted Kirsten on trumpet, and Danny Richmond on drums. And of course, uh, that was recorded for uh, a small label, Candid Records, and they allowed, um, of course, because it was all part of uh, Mingus's live performances, they allowed uh, the words and the chants to be uh, stated uh, in the piece of music. When Mingus first recorded that piece of music for Columbia Records, they, um, they wouldn't allow him and the band to, uh, to chant and use the words. Um, but this version is much, much more militant and uh, really tells the tale. Charles Mingus. Our second couple of tributes to Mingus's music and Black History Month is uh, the next piece. It's called Prayer for Passive Resistance. And it features a large band put together by Charles Mingus. But the featured soloist on here is the great Yusef Latif. And uh, this is uh, an incredible performance with both Yusef and Mingus's bass as well. And, of course, uh, Danny Richmond is playing drums and, uh, and some other people in the uh, ensemble. And this is a very powerful piece of music, and we're going to follow that with Mingus reciting his poem called This Old Mule, and it's a metaphor for black people. You'll get the idea when you hear it, and it, again, it's another large ensemble, and the saxophone soloist on the second piece is the great Booker Irvin, and... Um, that piece of music that we're going to hear, the second piece is called Freedom. So we begin with prayer for passive resistance, followed by freedom, a.k.a. this old mule. Thank you. 
This mule ain't from Moscow. This mule ain't from the South. But this mule's had some learning. Mostly mouth to mouth. This mule could be called stubborn and lazy. But in a clever sort of way, this mule could be working, waiting, and learning, and planning for a sacred kind of day. A day when burning sticks and crosses is not mere child's play, but a madman in his most incandescent bloom, whose loveless soul is imperfection in his most lustrous groom. So stand fast, young O'Mule, soothed in contemplation, thy burning hole and aching thigh. Your stubbornness is of the living, and cruel anxiety is about to die. Freedom for your daddy. Freedom for your mama. Freedom for your brothers and sisters, but no freedom for me. Freedom for your daddy. Yeah.
Two Pieces of Music by Charles Mingus, the first with the Lars Ensemble, featuring, of course, the incredible saxophone work of Youssef Latif, and we heard the prayer for passive resistance, and uh, Youssef and Mingus just uh, doing wonders uh, on that particular piece. Recorded in uh, 1960, and of course, Danny Richmond on, on drums and some other people in the ensemble. And then another large ensemble piece uh, featuring Mingus's poem, This Old Mule, and of course, um, chanting by the band, and a great tenor saxophone solo by Mingus's favorite tenor saxophonist, Booker Irvin. And um, that piece of music was called Freedom. We're going to continue now by taking you to the Monterey Jazz Festival, 1965. Mingus appeared at that festival, and I was there, with his octet and um, a whole bunch of people in that particular band. A rather uh, odd instrumentation, and uh, we're going to hear Mingus do um, a piece of music called Don't Let It Happen Here. And, of course, he paraphrases a very famous poem that we all know, um, that I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, but the, the music is absolutely uh, marvelous by the, by the octet, and it features the wonderful trumpet of a very underrated musician, and he was a favorite of Mingus's, uh, Hobart Dotson on trumpet. And we're going to hear this piece of music called Don't Let It Happen Here. And then we're going to go into a very lengthy piece of music by his um, sextet recorded in Europe, uh, in Amsterdam in 1964. And, of course, this was uh, quite, uh, quite a tour, uh, famous and infamous as well. And it featured um, a sextet comprising of Johnny Coles on trumpet, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Eric Dolphy on alto saxophone, bass clarinet, and flute, and Jackie Byard on piano, Charles Mingus on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums. And many people feel that uh, that particular band was one of Mingus's finest ensembles, and I won't argue with them. Um, it really was an incredible band. So we're going to hear this performance um, after Don't Let It Happen Here. We're, we're going to go right into... Meditations on Integration. Compositions by the great Charles Mingus. First of all, Don't Let It Happen Here, recorded at the Monterey Jazz Festival in September of 1965. One day they came and they took the communists and I said nothing because I was not a communist. Then one day they came and they took the people of the Jewish faith and I said nothing because I had no faith. Then one day they came and they took the unionists and I said nothing because I was not a unionist. They burned the Catholic churches one day and I said nothing because I was a Protestant. One day they came and they took me 
And I could say nothing because I was as guilty as they were of genocide. Destroy the rights of any man to live.
One of the 18 million dead, and I say to you, speak up now, and don't let it happen here. Features a Jimmy Owens flugelhorn. This next composition.
two pieces of music by Charles Mingus, recorded uh, at two different concerts. The first one was recorded at the uh, Monterey Jazz Festival in 1965, and it featured his uh, octet, and uh, that comprised of um, the opening trumpet salvo was by Hobart Dodson, and the long solo was by Jimmy Owens, and then other people in that band, Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, uh, Julius Watkins on French horn, Howard Johnson on tuba, Charles McPherson on alto saxophone. Uh, Charles Mingus played both bass and piano and Danny Richmond on drums. And the piece of music we heard with Mingus reciting a, a paraphrase of the, the very famous poem uh, called Don't Let It Happen Here. And, um, and of course, that was his composition backing the whole thing up, recorded September 18, 1965 at the Monterey Jazz Festival in Monterey, California. The second piece of music was recorded in 1964 in April. Mingus was on tour with his sextet, and uh, that was considered one of his finest bands. And we heard Eric Dolphy playing flutes and bass clarinet on that piece. Little Johnny Coles on trumpet, and Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Jackie Byard on piano, and Charles Mingus on bass, and also a little bit on piano as well, and of course Danny Richmond on drums. And we heard this lengthy piece called, um, it had different titles, Mingus sometimes called it Meditations, period, or Meditations on Integration, or Meditations for a Pair of Wire Cutters. Um, because uh, he often said that um, they were going to put all the black people in concentration camps, and to get out of there, you'd have to have a pair of wire cutters uh, to uh, cut down the barbed wire fences. <laughs> that was um, anyway. That was what was all part of his uh, rap when he introduced that piece of music, and of course, a very serious and wonderful uh, piece of music that went uh, well. It's the music of Charles Mingus. What can you expect? And um, you can expect the unexpected. Anyway, that was our tribute to Black History Month, featuring some compositions by Charles Mingus that definitely had a sociological significance and was part of his personality and repertoire. Charles Mingus. Well, we have one more piece to play before we're going to go home on the jazz show. We're going to lighten things up with a wonderful piece of music that was written way back in the 30s, and it's played by the Jimmy Jufri Trio. It features Mr. Jufri on clarinet, Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone, and Jim Hall on guitar. It's a living room band, really. Uh, no bass, no drums, no piano. And they're going to play a wonderful piece of music written by Eddie Durham and Edgar Battle. And it was a big hit back in the 30s, and it was revitalized um, in the 60s as well. And it's an instrumental piece of music. It's called Topsy. And uh, we're going to close... That's going to close our show for this evening. So, Jimmy Jufri, 
and company and Topsy. Thank you. 
that was the Jimmy Dufry Trio. And, of course, they did a, an old standard, which came out in the uh, late 30s, written by Eddie Durham and Edgar Battle, called Topsy. And, as I mentioned before, that was a living room band. Uh, Jimmy Jufri, of course, on clarinet, with his uh, unique sound on that instrument. Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone. And Jim Hall doing a yeoman's job on guitar and uh, covering all basses. You didn't really miss the basses or, or, or the bass or the drums or anything on, on that piece. It just uh, it was so, so beautifully played. Great chamber jazz. Jimmy Jufri Trio. Topsy. A fitting ending for another edition of The Jazz Show. We'd like to thank you very much for being out there. hope you enjoyed uh, some of the music tonight, if not all of it. And we'll be back next week. We start at 9 o'clock every Monday night. And I'm your host, Gavin Walker. And we welcome your ears and um, anything else that you can uh, bring along to the set. And we hope that uh, you enjoy the music that we have to offer on The Jazz Show. Take care, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Bye-bye. Thank you.